This episode is for anyone that's struggling with drugs or alcohol. In my case, I was really struggling with alcoholism when I was younger, and I didn't know what to do. You know, nothing worked initially, and I just felt like every time I tried to stop, it was so easy to get back into it. So this episode offers some practical advice for anyone out there that just really needs some direction um, on how to really attack the insidious nature of addiction. Catch you on the other side. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. I want to thank everyone for my many birthday wishes. We just celebrated my 40th birthday, and it was very exciting. Um, I'm excited. I closed out a whole decade with my sobriety. Um, I saved my life. Um, I just left my mother um, and my mom wanted to say hello to everyone on the podcast. She, in her words, she said, just hang in there. You know, I know it's tough, but you guys should get through it. So if you out there struggling with addiction, you got some blessings from Mama Buchanan. Um, I just wanted to touch base with everyone today. Um, just coming down off of my all-natural birthday high, my sober birthday high, which was intoxicated with love. I was a, My birthday was absolutely uh, an extravaganza of love. And um, I just wanted to touch base with you guys today and say hello to everyone and if you're out there and you're struggling with addiction, this pod, this episode is specifically for you. Um, you know, I want everyone to know, you know, it kind of make it kind of sound easy, but my struggle was so grim. It was so hard and I had to fight like hell to get to where I'm at. And I know many of you guys out there right now in real time are currently struggling with addiction A lot of different things may not be working for you. You know, alcohol is really insidious. These days we use alcohol and drugs as social crutches. We use it to self-medicate. We use it for emotional management to deal with fear and anxiety and social pressures and life and trauma from the past. So drugs and alcohol are not always recreational. Um, it's kind of medicinal for a lot of people, but that it's a it's a double-edged sword, so it cuts both ways. And when you use it as therapy, it tends to become the ultimate problem. And that insidious nature of alcohol is what really kills and gets a lot of us. Because on one side, we use it to be happy. And the bottom line, we use it to feel good. But... It's kind of like, it's really a dark demon that lies. It's like a liar. Alcohol is a liar. Because just as fast as you feel good, it's just as fast as you crash and then you you become depressed and sad. So with so many of us out there that are still struggling, so many of you guys that are here and you guys reach out to me and I just want to say to you guys, you know, traditionally, you have to attack alcohol with as many weapons as possible. And that's why I created this podcast. Because each episode has a weapon, whether it's an emotional weapon, a psychological weapon, a, a physical weapon, um, 
a spiritual weapon. We attack alcoholism and drugs from every direction. All right. So some of you may want just some basic directional points on how to get better, how to start the process of recovery. It's not it's not cut and dry and it's not the same for everyone. So I'm just going to talk to you guys off the top to give you some guidance and some based on my experience, um, what I suggest. And I do suggest that if you are struggling with addiction and nothing seems to work, you know, never give up on the basics. Sometime, you know, um, just with myself in mind, I try to get sober about three to four times, like seriously before it really, before I hit absolute rock bottom and found like, and it just was totally willing to change. So I would say what, what I did differently the last time was I actually committed to going to some form of a detox and my whole objective to get into detox were, was to get into some type of outpatient or inpatient program. I didn't care. And I didn't care about my career, my life, and everything. I mean, I was at rock bottom. I had nothing at that point. But it was like nothing really mattered. I didn't use, well, work as an excuse. I didn't use my family or my girlfriend as an excuse. I didn't hold on to nothing in my life. I said, you know what? Everything in my life is going to be put on pause right now. And I'm going to deal with this one thing. I had a, sing- a singular goal. And I think too many of us sometimes try to treat sobriety as like, you know, recovering from the flu or something like, you know, I'm going to sit in the bed, shake it out for a couple of days and I'm just going to change my mind, go cold turkey and everything's going to be all good. And alcohol and drugs are way too powerful for that approach. It can work for some people, but it's not usually successful. Like... If you're struggling for real, and I'm talking to only people that's really at their wit's end and they're serious and they want some real advice. If you're really struggling, you have to find a space in your heart and mind where you can really be true to yourself. And you have to make a decision, a real decision to knock it off and to get real help. So it starts with a psychological decision and a real commitment where you got to keep a risk. This is where you keep it real with yourself. I'm asking you just to be honest. And then you have to put it, you have to make your sobriety and your potential recovery a real, real priority. Top of the line. Don't care. If you got a job, you might have to lose that job and you might have to work, just focus on your sobriety. Don't, you know, you might, you figure out your support system later, you know, um, but nothing should be more important. Um, your recovery has to be paramount and it has to be the most critical and important next step in your life if you're serious. And why people usually don't have success and they continue to struggle and they may feel like they tried everything, but barely scratch the surface because the commitment to yourself um, wasn't there and the acknowledgement wasn't there that full acknowledgement that you're you 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 at your wit's end and you're powerless and this this addiction has taken you 
and taking over your life. And you really need to do everything in your power to start to remedy, remedy this. And for me, it was the most serious decision I ever made in my life. But nothing was more important than that. Like I committed literally a whole year just to my sobriety. I didn't care about my career. I didn't care about my relationships or nothing. I knew all of those things would improve through time, but only through my recovery. So the vehicle for the, my future, the vehicle that would take me through the rest of my life and give me a fighting chance to have something that some semblance of a life was my recovery and sobriety. So nothing was more important. And I think too much we treat sobriety as like some secondary thing and we just think we can wing it. You can't wing it. You can't wing dealing with a demon. All right. Your addiction is most likely the most closest thing you're going to feel to demonic activity in your life is that much. In the church, they call things like addiction a stronghold, a stronghold. Meaning that some supernatural power entity has a stronghold over you. It has a grip on you, this unshakable grip that, that forces you to wake up every day and return and return and return to this thing that takes away from you and depletes you. It gives you nothing. It takes everything and leaves you with nothing. But you return every day to be robbed and dejected and disrespected and hurt and 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 shot at and um you know um abused and destroyed every day now how many things in your life that you you're going to keep that you could return to again and again to be abused it makes no sense and we all deserve better than that so my thing to you ladies and gentlemen on this really really critical episode because I'm breaking, you know, I'm just coming out of my party mode and my my celebration, you know, it was a three to four day celebration for my birthday, but I'm back to work and now I'm coming with a stronger message now. All right. My next wave is to say to everyone with with absolute certainty that there's no real way you can fight addiction without taking it head on. And it has to be you're it's you're you're already in a war. But you're not ready for battle. You know what I'm saying? Alcohol is like an army approaching, you know, your home with full intentions on pillaging everything and destroying everything around and leaving no one alive. And you're sitting there still watching TV with a full blown army outside sent to destroy you, you know, and that's the that's the analogy. Like, think about it. You're at war. Addiction is a war and you need to be ready. You need to be geared up for battle. And the only way you can have a fighting chance is to have, have, you need help. You need reinforcements. And for me, my reinforcements was detox. I literally just was like, look, I have to start with a medical detox. And I, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired of saying this, but I have to, because there's too many people that railroad addicts to rehabs and detox centers for financial gain that's not my deal i'm never i don't have any place to recommend um i'm not getting any sponsorships or kickbacks from any rehab and detox centers i'm just advocating for them because they actually work when you're ready to fight back 
All right. When you really ready and you're like, I don't know, I tried everything. I guarantee you didn't really take it seriously. You have to take your detox those three to four days that you sit and get this, the, your addiction under control. So by the third or fourth day, you're actually starting to be able to think clearly. And you have the reinforcements of your, 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 your recovery, your pending recovery. Um, and you could use that. You could use these three or four days where you could clear this stuff out to your system to make a solid decision. And I guarantee you, there's no one in your life that's not going to support it. If you're in a relationship and you're afraid to lose the person that you with for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or maybe forever because you have to go away and get the help that you need, then it wasn't for you. The relationship shouldn't be more important. There's too many people who's like, damn, I need to go to rehab, but I'm afraid to leave my boyfriend or girlfriend by themselves too long because I don't know what they're going to do. You're afraid you're going to lose things. But... Imagine what you will lose if you don't make that commitment. So listen, it worked for me. It worked for me. I said I need an army. So, you know, I, I took advantage of every program allotted to me at my in my state. I went to detox. I begged them. I had no insurance. I sat there. I cried. I shake. I pleaded with the lady. I asked for a creative miracle. I prayed to God. I sat there before the clinic closed. I was in a I was in a detox center of this hospital, and I literally was just like, I have nothing, and I want help. And they knew I was serious because they was like, this guy came in here at one o'clock in the afternoon, and it's almost eight o'clock at night, and the place is about to close, and he's sitting here crying. This kid wants help. I was serious. When they came to me, they said, are you serious? You really serious? I said, I really need the help, man. I want to, I'm done with this drinking shit. All right. I was adamant about it. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing else with my life besides focusing on my recovery. So you have to focus and make that shit a commitment, man. You can't play with this demon. This demon loves to tell you, oh, another day. We'll go in the morning. Couple of more drinks. Let me get a couple. Let me get it out of my system. There's too many people who die before they get it out their system. There's to repeat after me, ladies and gentlemen, there's a possibility you could die or get really sick or really not make it before you hit rock bottom or get it out your system. And you most likely may be at rock bottom right now when it doesn't actually feel or look like rock bottom, but you may be already there. So, don't, you know, we don't always have the liberties to wait Sometimes you just have to go in there and go get what's yours, all right? And sobriety is real. So if you don't know what to do, that's my first advice. My, my, the first couple of steps, make a commitment. Say it aloud. I, I'm powerless. I need help, and I'm ready to commit my life. Be willing to make sacrifices. You're going to have to probably be away from your family and friends and your lover for a while, but know that you're going to come back stronger and better. And if they're not there, then they definitely wasn't meant for you. It's the best test ever. Do this for yourself and the truth will be revealed unto you. If you choose your sobriety and addiction, the people that remain are your ride or die. Those are the people that's meant to be in your life. Those are the people that God put there. If uh, people disappear on you and make you feel weak or secondary or corny or make you feel like there's some stigma with needing help, they're demonic. You don't need them in your life. So you have to make a decision. You have to gear up and get ready to go to war or be in a battle. You have to be ready for battle. All right. You deserve recovery. You deserve it. 
All right. It's yours for the taking, but you have to do the work. My next thing is spiritually. All right. If if you do the first two steps, then, you know, seek out a church, some type of pastor, some type of place of worship, because believe it or not, sometimes these pla- there's a lot of times these places have programs where they could get you in. They could sponsor you to get help. So you may feel like you don't know what to do. It's fine. All right. Don't sleep on the emergency room. That's a good first step. You can walk into an emergency room and say, I need detox. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I want to get this alcohol thing and I want to get into a program. Right. Usually your state have programs where they can help you get the detox that you need. Right. It may be it may not be pretty at first. You might be there with, you know, some unsavory characters and maybe people that seem they're coming off the street, maybe some homeless people. You may have to be in a shelter or something or you may be in some temporary place, but it may not. You know, do, do what you have to do. Be willing to get dirty. Too many nights we get dirty, drunk, roll on the floor and we don't care who we rolling around with. We don't care how dirty we get. So don't 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 think you too good for the. For for detox, don't think you're too good to go through the program. Don't think you're too good to be with the the less fortunate. You're gonna have to probably sit in some places for a while, but you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna be happy later on. All right, so don't be afraid to talk to your church. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody within the church. Okay, um, if you if if you have teachers or professors or someone that you could trust from your high school or your old school, reach out to them. Reach out to an old guidance counselor. Um, you know, um, don't forget, you reach out to your local police, you know. Um, if you're a female, reach out to, ask the speech to speak to a female detective. I mean, these are extreme, but trust me, you could walk into a police station, say, listen, I'm a recover, I'm an addict and I just want help. And I don't know where to go to. I don't have no family. Or I may not have anyone that I could trust. Can you help me? Can you point me in the right direction? Could you get me in touch with an addiction clinic? Could you help me out? Right? <laughs> Lastly, do not undercut the power of Alcoholic Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. If you're struggling with addiction and you get you go into detox, the first thing you should be doing after or even before, once you make that decision, is go talk to people at AA. You could just you could just go on Google and put in your zip code and look up a local AA, and they'll give you a list of churches and places. You could go locally, no matter where you are in the United States. And you could get the help that you need. All right. And then you'll be around like minded people and you'll have a sense of community. But none of this is going to matter if you don't have a long term plan. So you need a long term plan when dealing with the nasty snares and darkness and the insidious nature of addiction. You need a long term plan. So my advice to you, ladies and gentlemen, is go get the help. Try to get yourself detoxed. Give yourself a two, three month window where you prioritize this thing. Then from there, go six months, then go into a year. I guarantee you, after you get through your first 30 days, you'll be a brand new person. All right. And only talk to people that's supportive. Find community, find a few friends and family members you may have that's in support of what you need done. Right. Don't you don't got to deal with the haters, the skeptics, the negative friends. I have friends to this day that I don't talk to because in my recovery, they was like real men could drink. 
real men supposed to be able to enjoy a drink. You're not a real man. And I remember one of my closest friends. I don't. I would never talk to this guy again because he, he, he hounded me about my recovery. It was the only person that gave me a hard time. At first, he was like, "Oh, I'm mad proud of you. You mad strong." And then as I would post, you know, one time I, I posted, you know, um, I'm a survivor. And he was like, you're not no effing survivor. You acting like you have cancer. You're not no survivor. You people are weak. You people are weak. And I'm like, I'm weak because I survived almost near death. And, and I chose my recovery. You saying that I'm weak? I couldn't believe it. Then on top of that, he said real men could drink. And I said, you know what? You're, you're toxic. So I blocked him from all my social media. And I vowed never to talk to this human being again. Okay. And I don't care where he's at in his life. I, I may, uh, he has no room that he can't get near me ever again. Because I take my sobriety that serious that I said we would never be friends or speak again. I'll pray for you. I love you. And I forgive you. But I'm good. I'm not going to allow you to trigger me or upset me. Because my sobriety is the most important thing to me. And it comes from God. And I was born sober. And I'm going to die sober. And I don't have to prove myself to you. Right. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You don't have to feel embarrassed because you need help. Alcoholism is a disease, man. If you out there and you can't drink, first thing you need to do besides make that decision is cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some credit, man. It's not just you. You was born differently. You drink. You can't stop. Don't beat yourself up. You know, and if you hurting yourself or you find yourself, you know, you have scars and you be, you're waking up with bruises and you're putting yourself in um, weird situations. Don't, you know, just give up. Don't give up on yourself, man. Just love yourself and just, you know, just give yourself the love and care that you need. A lot of this is about love and care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so this episode is short. I'm coming back from my celebration. I had a birthday extravaganza. Thank you to everyone that shouted me out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of my friends and family from the Sober's Dope community, everyone from high school, everyone from my block, everyone from college, all friends of Pop Buchanan. I love you guys. I felt so loved. It was a it was a love extravaganza. So many blessings poured out. And if you out there struggling with addiction, 99% of my friends and family all mentioned how proud they were of me and my sobriety and recovery. And it was nothing but love. So don't feel like anyone's going to look at you differently or anyone's going to judge you adversely. Most likely, always is the case that you're going to receive so much love and support for choosing yourself and choosing your sobriety. You just have to take the first steps. So if you're struggling with addiction and you don't know what to do and you feel like things are not working, most likely you didn't take it. You didn't treat it with the 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 um, attention that it deserves is very serious. You have to treat it like the biggest fight of your life and you have to make a commitment to follow through and to get through it. So I love you guys. Go out there and fight for your life. Fight to survive. You're listening to Pop Buchanan. This is a Sober is Dope podcast. I love you. Reach out to me on social media. I'm here. I'll write with you. I'll talk to you. We'll work it out together. I can help you put together a plan, but you got to be willing to do the work and you have to be willing to change. I love you all. I'll catch you on the other side.
Why sober is dope? Why not? Why not? Why not be great? Why not set an example? You sober curious? Come on board. If you struggling, don't be afraid. Fear is not an option. We want transformation. We want people to live. If you sober minded, then you're clear headed. You're closer to the source. You're closer to the all. You're closer to a higher vibration. Why is sober is dope? Because sobriety is life. There's no fear, there's no anxiety, there's no depression, there's no running from your problems, it's facing your fears, facing everything, no doubt, no going backwards, it's upward mobility, we moving forward, it's time to man up, okay, it's time to man up, why sober is dope, because sobriety is, it's the original panacea, you want to be healthy, you want to become a millionaire, You want to live your best life, and sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Everyone could talk a good game, but not many of us is willing to make a sacrifice. If you're struggling out there, don't be afraid. If you if you drugged out, there's hope. If you can't put that bottle down for some reason, it's hope. Why sober is dope? Because it is. It's life. And we promote life. We promote transformation and new beginnings. Yeah, let's get it.